everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from blustery Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Dan Beecher. And filling in for Frank, I'm Kate Birch. Yes, you are. I am. I tried to say I was everybody's favorite Kate, but for some reason you seem to think I'm not everybody's favorite Kate. I mean, maybe by the end of the show we'll have a chance. <laughs> I'm going to vie for it. I'm vying for everybody's Because if there's Kate. one thing that everybody likes, <laughs> it's when somebody really tries to make them like them. That's just, that's me. Everybody's, I can't help it. Everybody loves that. <laughs> Well, welcome back, Kate. Thank you. Uh, I'm thank glad you to hear. for being here. Frank is v- uh, very irresponsibly on vacation <sighs> and uh, and en- enjoying himself, I assume. And maybe infecting people with no, COVID? No, they're, no, they're infecting him. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. it's probably mutual infection. I don't know. He's vaccinated. It's gleeful, fine. Gleeful infection. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coming up on later on today's show, we are going to... Oh, we're gonna wade in to the to to abortion, uh, which in these United States has gone astray. There, we have we we're in trouble here. It's it's frightening. It kind of feels like we're this is the beginning of the end of it a little bit. It's not that. It's not that at all. But we'll get to it. But before we do that. We have some stories to talk about. Yeah, what do you I, got? I'm going to start today. So I first, I'm going to paint a scene for you. Okay. So imagine some Reese's Pieces on, okay. on the grass in a line <laughs> leading to... To a shed? A sh- yes. And in the shed, a long glowy finger pointing towards the heavens. Uh-huh. E.T. phone home. Poor little E.T. stuck here on earth. And guess... Who is not very friendly to all the ETs out there? Uh, anybody? <laughs> no, some people would be very friendly to the ETs, mm. but Ken Ham is not one of them. Oh, Ken, what are you doing, buddy? He, well, first of all, he doesn't really believe that there's life outside of Earth. But if he did, uh-huh. he just tweeted out that they should not expect any form of salvation from our Jesus Christ. <laughs> so if you're out there, aliens. Get your own damn Lord and Savior. Seriously. And that's kind of, <laughs> like, it, it actually feels very much like like a little kid who's like, that's our Savior. You better get yeah. your own. Get your own Jesus. Go. <laughs> so this is what he tweeted, because this is really hilarious. So he says, Jesus came to save us. Not another planet to save another race of beings. That's literally what he tweeted. Wow. So he says, salvation through Christ is only for the Adamic. Is that how you say it? Adamic race? Mm -hmm. So if you're not from Adam, uh, Jesus Christ is not for you. Oh, my God. That is a a very narrow view of his God. (laughs) He has... His God stays in his lane. Yeah. And uh and that is a one that is a very specific lane. They're made for it's it's made for us. His, Jesus is just for you. It's, it's like It's kind of a custom Lord and Savior. Oh, I a, love a bespoke uh <laughs> deity if you would. He is very I mean he really is bespoke because like imagine if there's an alien and they have like three eyeballs and seven legs or something, they're not going to look like God. the they're, God. They're not in, in the, the Lord's image. No. no. So they couldn't possibly be saved. But, <laughs> but okay, so not everybody agrees with this. No, I know. I was raised Mormon. 
and well, Mormons kind of think that they are space aliens in a way, right? I mean, well, yeah, Mormons, Mormons are like you know, our God just lives on a different planet, right? Where, uh, like there's a, there's all kinds of planetary business with. Well, the I mean, we've got space Jesus down at the temple, kind of testifying Do to you know that. He's right? going away. <gasps> I didn't. Yeah, he's going away. Oh no, where's he going? To space heaven. <laughs> To go find the extraterrestrials, he's going on a, a mission. Yeah, through space. they're doing a bunch of renovations down in uh, downtown Utah, Salt Lake City. You guys, if you missed it, you missed it. Oh, I didn't realize they were getting. Are they? And they're not putting it back up. No, oh, no more well, space. Jesus, Jesus, will, Jesus, the statue will probably. But he won't be in space. But he won't be in space anymore. Oh, that's sad to me. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh well. Uh, anyway, sorry. Well, go on. You know who else would be sad about that is Pope Francis, and oh. that because this. So he doesn't agree with. Ken Ham, he thinks that if there are extraterrestrials, that we should baptize them, <laughs> which I think is just as hilarious as the saying that they can't be baptized for some reason. I feel like if there's anything that could make all of the aliens leave us alone, it's welcome to our planet. <laughs> Have you heard the good news? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So oh, shit. They're a bunch of... Oh, my God. They're religious. Let's get out of here. We don't want any part of this. That's, if, there, if there are aliens out there and they can hear the transmission of this, yeah. these radio frequencies, I am just going to say maybe wait a couple more thousand years until we get this religion thing sorted out. Literally none of this podcast is transmitted through radio. Oh, waves, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. May, I, maybe somebody's listening through like satellite internet or something well we should get a ham radio and like start uh, sending it out there a ken ham radio a ken, oh my god way to bring that just around that was bookended perfectly that was really okay good. well the show's over now <laughs> we end the show now. okay i'm tossing the story <laughs> over to you okay. now Dan. oh uh, i got a bunch of bummer stories uh the the first one is in uh california which tried its damnedest to actually have an effective response to COVID-19. Uh, they didn't do a good job, but one of the things that they tried to do that was the correct thing to do, uh, and we've talked about this, places like Australia have done this correctly. Canada has done it if effectively. You shut down all the places where people gather. Yeah, uh, stop in, those super spreader events. Right. Like, for instance, oh, I don't know, church. And unfortunately... Uh, California tried to do this. They did it to a church called, uh, uh, called the Grace Community Church. Uh, Pastor John MacArthur was, is at the helm of that. And they, uh, yeah, they shut him down and then there was a lawsuit. And then, I mean, this is a guy who claimed that there wasn't a pandemic. And then he was like, you know, very proudly, we're not going to social distance at my church uh -huh. and we're not going to wear masks at my church and we're not going to do anything responsible at my church. Of course there was a super spread. Oh, like, of course. Like there were there were a whole bunch of cases that were traced back to his church. He just barely admitted that he himself had it back in <sighs> December and his wife and a whole bunch of their staff. Like it went around. But they got better. That's not well, I'm that pro seems problematic. It seems fairly certain that at least someone died. Yeah. But since we don't have contact tracing, we don't have effective yeah, contact we tracing, know? we'll never know. Anywho, so, Cal you know, California was really trying to do this. But unfortunately, 
the uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that you can't force people to not worship. No, people have the right to go worship in person and breathe in your face. Yeah, that is a hundred percent not a right people have, but it's a right <laughs> that our that our current U.S. Supreme Court believes in because, as we'll learn later in this program, our current U.S. Supreme uh. Court is. A disaster. Yeah, they really are. A 100% awful disaster. So, uh, unfortunately, what that has meant is that the county of Los Angeles and I think the city of Los Angeles are settling with this uh, shitbag and his church. Settling like to pay, like they're having to pay money? They're going to pay money uh, to the tune of $400,000 from both the county and I think the city. I, because I, they closed it for closed the church for a minute. Yeah. And, and and they just didn't have the right to do that. So no, no, it's the state of California and then and then the the county board of supervisors. Mm. So so eight hundred thousand dollars. Now in what I don't know. It's not even good news. The church itself probably isn't going... They claim they're not going to keep any of the money, that it's all going to the legal group that raised their defense, which is the uh, Thomas More Society. And so what? They'll just be defending people's rights to not wear masks? Oh, the Thomas More Society... This is a conservative group, a legal group. Um, they're based in Chicago. And basically, they their whole thing is like the anti-ACLU. They are anti-abortion, anti-same-sex marriage, uh, anti-pretty much everything you could... Everything that is despicable about the, uh, the right. Mm-hmm. Everything I value... For as a human right, they're they're against. They're against. Okay, that's well, that's right. pretty easy for me to yes to exactly. frame it that way. You know, they got their big start back in uh, 2003 when they won uh, victories in the Supreme Court against the National Organization for Women. Oh yeah, okay, all right. So if that gives you any sense of like who they are, they're apparently very effective, <gasps> and they're going to be getting eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So, yay. yay, we're going backwards, everybody. Uh, Happy Delta variant. Uh, <laughs> anyway. That makes me very sad. Yeah. Well, I have a, it's not a good news story per se, but um, but it's kind of a little bit of a sort of happy story. Um, this story is about you, Dan. Oh, I don't, I don't think it is. Dan, darling. It's about you, Dan, darling. No, no. Oh, no. I think you've you've misread that. Oh, it's about Daniel Darling. Okay, I did get it wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry. I apologize. So Daniel Darling, um, I don't know if you guys have spoken about him before on the show, but he's the Senior Vice President of Communications for the National Religious Broadcasters. And that's basically this group that, you know, is ironically supposed to be protecting, like, freedom of speech and... um, uh, I'll actually get to exactly all the things that they claim to be trying to foster. Um, but this week, uh, they fired Mr. Darling um, because of his pro-vaccine statements on national television. So, <laughs> which is not surprising, right? No, I mean, no. It, I, it, 
firing seems extreme. <laughs> like, uh, but I guess he's not espousing their highest well, virtues. Well, he's exactly, and he's not lining up with what everybody knows Christianity is all about, which is uh, being anti-vax. Which, which is fuck you, I got mine. I think is the central. Oh. I, I think that's the central point of of Jesus's message. I thought it was don't get vaccinated. That's he, the new in the newest version of the Bible. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When you, <laughs> that will be if, if you if you look at the the ancient the Aramaic the actual <laughs> Aramaic it translates yeah, I think it does. directly to do uh, not get vaxxed. Don't get vaxxed. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, during a broadcast um, on August second, he um, was on that Good Morning Joe or I can't remember Morning Joe. I mm. guess is a TV show, and he was on there, and he uh, he was basically. Saying how great vaccinations were and really trying to get people to consider taking them and how trying to say how actually getting a vaccination could line up with people's Christian faith. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he's a, he himself is a pastor. So yeah, I think he's a pastor and an author, and and then he's also the vice president of this uh, this organization. So um, I'm going to read you a quote that he said, and. Uh, just try to imagine how anybody after hearing this quote could be like, you're fired. <laughs> so he was like, I believe in this vaccine because I don't want to see anyone else die of COVID. Our family has lost too many close friends and relatives to COVID, including an uncle, a beloved church member, and our piano teacher. <laughs> so he's like pouring his heart out about how they've lost dear, dear people to them. And he's seen how COVID has ravaged people in his community and he's saying you know maybe we should start thinking about <laughs> making our, our community safer and getting a vaccination and then he's uh he's just getting fired for doing that yeah of course he is yeah that's that's a fireable offense right there right so so uh, well, also, while he was on the show, he said um, he was saying how his Christian faith played into his decision to be vaccinated. And he said, the Bible, Bible's commands are love of our neighbors. Um, and that informed his decision. The vaccine, he said, helps protect, uh, protect our neighbors from the spread of COVID. Which So bef this just makes me think how easy it would have been for Christians to adopt that the Bible says that we should love our neighbors and we should get vaccinated. They could have so easily owned that mm -hmm. yeah. and chose not to from the very beginning. Yeah, because uh, that that that's the hippie, commie, liberal side of things. <laughs> you got you got to pick a side. Yeah, I guess so. Well, as it is right now, one in four white evangelicals uh, still refuse to get the vaccine and one in five more are still hesitant. So a quarter of white evangelicals are just flat out refusing. So I just, you know, the, the poll I want to see is the level of sympathy for these anti-vaxxers dying because mine's going down dramatically oh uh, mine too like i'm trying to not feel glee yeah like that makes me feel really oh, pretty horrible but like oh yeah what's it's that german short schadenfreude schadenfreude i don't feel a bit of that lately uh, it's, yeah. it's tough it's tough uh, try to maintain your humanity friends even yes. even though they definitely deserve what they get just try to maintain your it own. kind of does feel like a true test of like 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you feel towards your humanity. I have to. I have to continually remind myself they were lied to. They were lied to yeah. by people that they trust. They were lied to by people that they trust, and uh, those are the people I have no problem hating. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I. You know, if Joe Scarborough uh-huh. up and died from COVID or from anything really, uh-huh. I have no problem celebrating. But like you know, just and. Suzette, who, uh, you know... Who... Yeah, sits in front of Fox TV all day yeah. and, yeah. All right. Uh, well, since we're in the, the happy times, uh, I'm going to tell the story uh, of me and Mar. Oh, this uh, is going to be cheery, I can tell already. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Just because they... Uh, I mean, me and Mar was going in an okay direction, and then, you know, there was a, a military coup, so that's always great. And they weren't actually going in that great of a direction. You know, back in 2017, for those of you who don't know, uh, fairly recent uh, Myanmar history. This is this used to be Burma, by the way. I, now we, we call it Myanmar. Um, uh, anyway, there, there's a group of... Because uh, Myanmar is largely Buddhist. Okay. Uh, w- the vast majority of, of Myanmarians. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, how, what you call them. Anyway, uh, they are Buddhist. But there's a tiny minority. I mean, it it was about a million people, I think. Do you know what the population no. was? Oh, okay. No, but it was a small minority of people uh, were uh, the Rohingya, who are the the Muslim minority of of Myanmar. Uh, so in 2017, there was a small uprising of Rohingya, and then they were genocided they were it was they like basically they called it a counterinsurgency but uh most a lot of critics uh from outside of the area are very clear that this was this was ethnic cleansing uh that was attempted will there be any prosecution for that actually actually the 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 yeah the world court the the hague or whatever is is looking into that but they move slowly yeah, just as slow as possible. So, anyway, uh, now now there there is a uh, a military government in place, <clears throat> uh, and there has been some question. There are still lots of Rohingya in Myanmar. Many of them fled uh, across the border, so there are still quite a few Rohingya in Myanmar. A lot of them fled across the border into Bangladesh. Um, more than seven hundred thousand. Fled oh, okay. in, into Bangladesh. Um, of the million, of uh, that was a, an approximate. Oh, that's there, okay, but still, uh, there are a, there are an estimated six hundred thousand still still left okay. left in uh, in Myanmar. Um, more than a hundred thousand of those are in like displacement camps because oh. they burned their houses, they burned their villages, they like it, this was a scorched earth. So campaign. for three plus almost so four years, they've been displaced in camps yep oh uh and uh also you'll be shocked to learn that a military coup government has not been very effective in getting uh uh what do you call it the shot that we were talking about yeah the the vaccine to their people and there's been a lot of question as to whether or not the rohingya were going to get it at at all all. um right now it is it is uh i think eight 8%, 8.2% 8.2% of the country's oh, so no 54 million people. Wow. Okay, there is my answer. Wow. Uh, have have gotten at least one dose. Do we know of that 54 million, how many of those are Buddhist? 
almost all almost. of the rest. Even the military? Are, yeah. You can be a Buddhist and be in the military? Oh, yeah. What do you think? That they were actually good people? The, the, the Buddhism? Did you buy into the <laughs> Buddhists or peaceful people? Well, I kind of did, I think. I think I didn't <laughs> realize that. Like, it's, it feels counter to what I've been Don't sold. Don't be silly. <laughs> it does. It feels like There's I, still a religion. <laughs> but I didn't think that you could, like, kill somebody if you were Buddhist. Uh-huh. Anywho, yeah, you, no, you're wrong. There, they can. You oh. can be a Buddhist and be very violent indeed, because oh. it's still a religion and they're still humans. If you got humans, you got violence. Oh. Anywho, uh, so so the the good news, the the very tiny sliver of good news in all of this, is that the current government has said that when they get around to actually getting this vaccination out. Eventually, they will also give it to the Rohingya. Okay, well, I guess it's better than saying no. You you're gonna die in in camps. Yeah. And not and yeah, that's pretty scary. Well, so. die in camps has really been the goal, oh. but it won't be. Uh, you won't die of COVID. Well, in camps. Oh, well, you I probably mean, will. It when when only eight point two percent of the country. Yeah. Of the people that they like has gotten it. And I imagine if you're in those camps, there's like. No chance of social distancing. No, no, no. No protection. It's not like they're distributing masks. Come on. No. So. Ugh. Yeah. That's pretty depressing. Not great. Not great. Well, do you want me to tell a funny story? Yes, please. Okay. I will try to lighten the mood. Thank you. And I will lighten the mood as one does with a hurricane. Okay. Isn't that how you like? Everybody likes a good hurricane. <laughs> I mean, half of our country has just had a delightful I'm time. I'm sure so many of our listeners out there are like, oh yeah, we've had a good time this past this, this week. One's, <laughs> this one's been a lot of fun. It's a bit. I mean, and, and it affected so many people. Everybody got to participate in this one. We man. didn't get to participate no. in the West. I see all, we were looking at pictures this no, morning. But, we're, but we've been <laughs> hogging all of the fun with the smoke from the from the yeah. fires in California. And I guess our, our thing right now is droughts. So like yeah. it wouldn't go with the theme, the party theme it's, it, right yeah, now. It's, it's really sort of counter to, to yeah. our whole thing. Right I know. Now, so. It would, just, yeah, you, you it would clash. Yeah, exactly. It would clash. So we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys have all the flooding. <laughs> <laughs> All the fun, and we'll and we'll <laughs> just not have any water to, and we'll you know yeah all that. Well, anyway, so th- I'm going to be talking about a woman who I'm certain you've talked about before. I'm sure everybody will remember old Cat Kerr, who is- this is for those of you who don't remember. Let me just. I don't even know if you've seen a picture of her. Have you ever? I, seen? I did see. Yeah, she's this, I did. This sort of older wo- woman, probably in her seventies. I would yeah, guess. maybe late sixties. Pink dyed hair. <laughs> she is just a crazy cat lady that so that started blabbering <laughs> on about how she saw Jesus one time and someone put her on TV. Yeah. It is bizarre that anyone listens to her. She actually reminds me a little bit like if if my like seven-year-old self who used to lie in bed and like imagine that I had telekinesis and think that maybe I could fly if I jumped off something really tall. Uh-huh. Like if that person had never grown up, <laughs> I maybe would have turned into this woman, possibly. Like it's the it's the seven-year-old crazy think you can think you control the world mentality. This is the same woman, by the way, who you know you probably didn't know this, but she at one point. Because she loves to tell stories about how she's she's seen heaven oh, in uh-huh. visions, and one of the one of the things that we now know about heaven, thanks to her, her, 
is that there are volcano water slides. Basically, oh. you get to ride the lava down. <laughs> it's it's it, it won't so, hurt you. So I'm literally not far off from no. my assessment of her. No, this is I just, think I'm actually spot on. This is a, <laughs> a crazy person that a whole bunch of Christians People. actually believe. So well, what did she say okay, this time? Well, so it seems like, I mean, you now know all the crazy stuff she spouted. And this is nothing new. Over, so over many years, she's thought that she had control over hurricanes and over oh, the yeah. weather. And so sh- there's been times when she's like said that she would protect different places from some from huge storms like um, Hawaii. She was going to protect from uh, Hurricane Lane and she was going to protect the people from Hurricane Florence and all these like turned into being devastating events. Um, and so this so just recently as Hurricane Ida came uh, was coming up. She was like, she knows how to do this. She's going to figure out how to protect everybody from um, from the hurricane. So apparently, she has thousands of followers that are called the Weather Warriors. Oh, good. I wonder if they have like matching outfits. I kind of like thinking that they do. They at least need a hat. They need some or a I, pin. I, I, and not like a baseball cap. I want it to be like a pointy hat. Yeah, like like, it, like a wizard hat. It or needs something. to be a wizard hat. Oh, I totally agree with you. Anyway, they so so with these weather warriors, they decided that they would get together and take authority over the weather mm-hmm. to prevent any destruction, death, or severe flooding. In fact, any damage whatsoever. From Hurricane Ida. From the yes, from Hurricane Ida that just like swept up to like New York. So the it worked. whole eastern seaboard. It, it worked, you clearly, guys. Clearly, clearly it All, worked. Any of you <laughs> in New Orleans or whatever that are complaining about, you know, flooding or or whatever. <laughs> you know who to call. Uh you're just making it up. Yeah. I have to just it's so funny. I have to read you some of the quotes from like the the I guess it was kind of like a prayer or something. Maybe it was like a spell they were casting. Uh But I'm just going to read you a few little bits of it. Um, So they address the storm. They say, we say to you, Ida, you will become nothing in Jesus' name. I just thought that was funny that like the storm knows the name that we gave it. (laughs) I, I I just like, I'd like imagining the storm going, Oh yeah. Oh wait. What? Ida. Wait. Why are you? Oh shit. They said I can't do it. I like the storm being like Ida. Like my grandma's name was Ida, and she changed it because it's such a <laughs> shitty name. Is that true? <laughs> it's true. She changed it from Ida to Edith. So I just love the thought of this storm being like Ida. Like, do I look like an Ida to you? Like, no. Anyway, I I, th- I thought that was hilarious. So. And then they say, we have authority over you because because Christ took authority over the storms and stopped them. And I just thought that was funny because, like, the thought that then when the storms come in, like, is 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 Kat Kerr thinking, like, oh, maybe Jesus was more tight with the storm than with me. <laughs> Like, oh, man. oh, I didn't get invited to the party or something, you know, like, I just feel like if you paid any attention, Jesus was not stopping that storm for you. Like, no, yeah, it well. was pretty funny. And then I just have to read one more funny quote from her because it's kind of hilarious. And she said, I believe that we will begin to create a wall of faith in the Gulf so the storms cannot come ashore ashore. 
And I love the thought of that wall of faith. I feel like they should try that on the southern border. Build the wall. Build Build the the wall. Pray the wall. Yeah, like I feel like if they're so great at building these walls through prayer, they should just try that. I'm just saying everyone in the world is rooting for you to be successful at stopping the storm. Totally. We're all there with you. (laughs) So please. Yeah. Like why? Like, but also notice that maybe you've tried this a few times a dozen times and, and you've never work. succeeded ever no all right yeah. well there you go <laughs> so i'm going to finally end us here uh in our fair state of utah oh yay where i don't know if you know this but like the main religion is already a kooky kind of cult what so when when that's when that's your baseline mm-hmm. eh, even kookier things happen. <laughs> okay. Like we get a lot of kook uh, here. Uh, and this, this most recent one was sent in by a listener. Uh, and basically what happens, this is in Southern Utah in St. George, Utah. Okay. And this, uh, th- there's a guy who was caught uh, recently and is being charged with arson. Um, multiple counts. Oh, no. He apparently uh, uh, allegedly, uh, started several Mormon chapels on fire. Okay, I'm curious why. Well, righteous anger is why. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, this guy who identifies himself as Joshua, mm-hmm. uh, though that is not his given name, uh, his given name is Benjamin James Johnson, but he identifies himself as Joshua, and he is a, quote, Type of deity. Oh, <laughs> deities do like to burn things. They do. That this is, sounds correct. That is, he's, yeah. yeah, it all tracks. It all tracks. Yeah, I, so far I'm like, maybe he's not lying. And let me tell you something. People in this state have a lot of actual righteous anger against <laughs> that, the Mormon church. Yes, they do. I, I felt that before myself. I got I got plenty <laughs> of it. It's, uh, it's in my bones. Yes. But uh, unfortunately... Uh, his righteous anger led to felony arson charges, Oopsie. and uh, and he is now in custody after a player a, a police chase apparently led him. He he got into a car accident. Well, I I'm now very curious to hear like what sort of deity Joshua is, and like does he have like did he create f- underlings? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing he's the kind of deity that just gets that just. Starts a little bit of trouble and then gets arrested and probably gets put into a mental institution rather than jail. Maybe with some other deities. Maybe. Yeah. There could be a... I wonder if there's a whole wing. In fact, now I'm thinking that could make a fun little movie idea. Somebody write that. (laughs) The the deity (laughs) wing? Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, if you've already written that screenplay and you'd like to send it in to us, podcast at Thank God I'm Atheist is the, the address. And I'm going to read it. I offer right now. I will read that start to finish. There I will you go. critique it for you. There you go. ThankGodImAtheist.com is the part that I missed. Oh. Uh, or you can uh, call into us, 424-666-TGIA is the phone number. Stick around. We got more chatting coming up.
Well, Kate, you may not uh, have heard, but there is a fella named Robin Bullock. Uh-huh. He's married to someone named Robin Bullock. Wait. That's one of my favorite things about them is that Robin had, and Robin. I have not heard about these folks. Anyway, uh, he's, he's an evangelist. He is a prophet. Uh, he is a wearer of a very obvious mullet, not mullet, but a very obvious wig. Oh, I was going to say mullet. Great. That looks terrible on him. Oh. Uh, and he is, and he usually wears like leather jacket cause he's cool. Oh. His wig is a long, he's got long hair. I don't know if it's a wig. It looks very much like, if it's not a wig. <laughs> okay. I'm going to look him up so I can see. It's a very unfortunate hairstyle. <laughs> uh, I'll show you a picture of him. Oh, right Wow. There. Wow. Anyway. It's like from, he's, 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 he's kind of uh, swinging for an 80s look there for sure. Oh, yeah. He's, I don't know if he's going for an 80s look, but he has an 80s look. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, <laughs> he has been to heaven just like Kat Kerr has. Oh, he he's, has? He's seen it. Did he ride on the waterfalls? The I mean, the, the volcano falls? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but he's going to tell you about, uh, the throne that the god sits on. Okay. So we're we'll we'll just take a listen to that. All right. I remember one time, you know, I've been to heaven in different throne rooms uh, a few times, and and every time I was in a throne room, he has different throne rooms for different things. I watched him create the world one time. Wow. It was the most amazing thing you've ever seen. And when you got to the end of it, but the white throne, it's set up on about seven tiers. And, and when you look down at it, it was massive. It was a massive thing. And it was inside this cube of like uh, gelatin. It was like clear gelatin. And it went around in a square around him and his whole throne. You could see his hair. You could see the outline of it inside that. And his beard, he's watching all of this. And his eyes full of fire. And he's just watching. And inside this cube of gelatin, it was clear like. It was pure energy. It was power. It was just like electricity alive inside this cube. When you see him like that. It, that cube had to be around him. There was too much power coming out of him. It had to be there. <laughs> Jello cube? <laughs> I just... Listen. When Hammond Meta tweets a thing that says that Robin Bullock says God lives inside a cube of gelatin, <laughs> you assume that he is exaggerating in some way for emphasis or like making, you know... Taking something that he's saying to an extreme? No. The man repeatedly said, <laughs> cube of gelatin. I feel like this is the Mormon's God. What? Jello, Jello mold <laughs> God? Mormons do like their Jello. They love their, I mean, or maybe 70s. 70s, so, 70s Mormon. 70s Mormon God? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe he just saw the Mormon throne room. I wonder if they put carrots in there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all of that energy, all that power would <laughs> it just would destroy the burn those carrots right away. Or maybe it would like you could cook them with a nice demi glaze. There you go. I just like literally, you've you've trapped your god <laughs> in gelatin. 
That's what your imagination has done? Your God is so powerful you have to encase him in gelatinous cubes? It's so bizarre. Uh, when, when you allow these their brains to just run amok, yeah. just beautiful things happen. It is a lo- I, I love the imagery. It's, it's delightful and would just be cut right out of any book that anybody ever wrote. Oh, because... It's too ridiculous. It's so it's just very silly. Yeah, literally every <laughs> like any normal editor slash producer or whatever would just be like, okay, we're just gonna not put that part yeah. in. Can you think of a different description other than Jello? Can we can we come up with something? <laughs> I just I feel like what you've done is I don't want to say idiotic. It doesn't feel very godlike. But stupid. <laughs> it's definitely stupid. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Man, oh man, that is that is some dumb stuff. Oh, I love it. I feel like though, if you do have a party, a get together, you now always have to have God Jello shots. Yes. So How somebody plan that. Can you put a little figurine of oh, God? Oh, it's like the king cake. Yeah. It's like that. Oh, you know what you do? Right? You don't do that. What? You do a little gummy bear inside. Oh, yes. Inside your jello shots. Uh, at different colors, make sure that it's all so that it's yeah, so yellows, oranges. Try and paint a beard on the gummy bears yes. if you can. Oh, you guys, this is really cute for your next get together. For your for your next uh, you know, apostolic <laughs> slash prophetic uh party. Yeah. If we can ever have parties again, don't I, I, you know, or we can have it separately and everybody can do their little, their, their little God shots over you know, zoom, over zoom. Everybody yeah, show is... off your, your jello. Yeah. Your jello your, gods. Your Jesus jello. Yeah. Listen, kids today we're because Frank's away. We're not going to be answering the emails. We're not going to be uh, thanking our patrons, but I do want to thank, I mean, I'm, I thank you. I want to make sure that you are thanked, all of our patrons. But we, but the ones we need to thank by name, we're not going to do until Frank gets back. So, uh, I do want to say, if you feel like uh, like you're enjoying the show, that it, giving us your money is a nice way to show it. <laughs> so you can go to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support tab, find the various and sundry ways to give us money, and if you do so, we will, I promise, eventually, thank you on the show. Just uh, Frank's the one that takes care of all of that and i don't have it in front of me and so thank you anyway we will get to you i promise um and i want to thank you too even though i i I don't get anything from it but i sure like this podcast yeah yeah you should be giving us money maybe i do how do you know that i don't give you money because i've never thanked you on the air oh shoot darn it (laughs) anyway next time (laughs) next time uh but yes thank you guys so much uh stick around Well, Kate. Yeah. It's been a busy week. Uh, and one of the things that happened this week, the thing that sort of just blowed up, blowed up. Blowed up. I like saying blowed <laughs> up. Uh, today, it's Thursday as we record right now. Uh, the thing that has just blowed up <laughs> is the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court decided not to act. Yeah. Uh, in regards to putting a a temporary injunction on the ban, the insane Texas law 
that goes into a, that went into effect today. Yeah, I just uh, cannot imagine the women and what in Texas what they must be feeling right now. Oh, women, leave Texas! Yeah. If you are in Texas right now, please. I mean, I I, I don't want to say leave Texas because there is this chance that Texas could go blue. Yeah. Uh, so I want. You know what? Everybody move to Texas, but don't, but don't because. But no, like, or if you move to Texas, bring so many pregnancy tests with you. Yeah. Just like buy out all the pregnancy tests. So you mean so, so that everyone can just be, re- be like sort of proactively just I feel like it's testing. Like when you brush your teeth in the morning, you also pee on a stick and you're like, oh, not pregnant. I feel like that kind of has to be like almost start your daily routine. Because the so the new Texas law is that uh, abortion in Texas is now illegal after six weeks. Yeah, basically what they're calling, I think, did they call it the heartbeat bill? What yeah, did they, they call they, it? They're trying to call it a heartbeat law, um, which is something that that you know they've been working towards. The 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 right has been working towards for a long time. Uh, they don't actually mean a heartbeat. No, and have you talked about that that concept on this show before? Uh, I think so, but just just to be clear, yeah. So I just learned about this today. I did not realize that when they say like the fetal heartbeat or whatever at, I guess for this it's around six weeks, um, is not actually a heartbeat. Well, it's hard to have a heartbeat before you have a heart. Right. There aren't even chambers of a heart to be beating at there's, this there, point. There's no heart. There is a rhythmic pulsing uh, that is sort of an electrical yeah, it's thing. It's just like that, a, an electric electric field, sort of, I guess. It's electric. It's a... Do, do, no, do, no, no, do, no, no, oh, no. We uh, did not pay for that music. Oh, we cannot sh- use it. So I didn't... It was probably off tune if I was humming it. Anyway. So anyway... <laughs> So yeah, there's no heartbeat, but they're using that as the as the as, as like the the, the, the stage cutoff. exactly, which is happens to be a stage when s- probably most women don't even realize that they're pregnant. Correct. Uh, most yeah, most women at that point because we're not even talking about six weeks uh, since the egg was egg fertilized. Right, right. We're talking about six weeks from the last period. Right. I can't even imagine, like, if I had to keep, I don't even often know when, but when is the last time I had my period? Like, I yeah. don't keep track of that. So, like, I could, I mean, I do on my phone, but, like, I forget, like, almost immediately afterwards. So, it's like, I can't imagine feeling like I had to be so keenly aware just in case I missed my period, I would have to that moment take a test and yeah. try to arrange for the, if you if you were choosing to get an abortion, you'd have to immediately arrange for it. Yeah, the the clock is ticking way too quickly. So, so I mean, quickly. basically, it's an effective abortion ban. Basically, is, is what it is. Basically, uh, yeah. And the way that they've done they've worked it is that it's not the government that goes after you, right? If the ban if you get an abortion. It's your friends and neighbors. Oh, community. Yeah. So literally uh, anybody can sue a woman for getting an abortion. Well, and not, I don't know if they can actually sue the woman. I think it's they can sue, sue the provider. Oh, I think they can sue anybody involved. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to look into that. They but can I sue know- the baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> sue the baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that, so they... 
what the really crazy thing about this law is that they're saying it's anybody who's aided or abetted. And that can be in pretty much any way. Like there's the most baffling ways that they're saying that you could be liable. Yeah. If Yeah. If you suggest to a woman that abortion is an option for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. You're sued. Well, and now they're saying, I, I was listening to a program that was saying, could like if somebody went to a librarian and they said, show me literature or log me into the computer in which I look this up, could the librarian be sued? Right. Could could the Uber driver that drives you to the clinic yeah. get yeah. sued? Exactly. What if you were on the corner and you're like, excuse me, could you tell me where the Planned Parenthood is? And then somebody points, it's down the street to the right. Yeah. Suddenly you're sued. You're sued. Everybody's sued. <laughs> Everybody's sued. Yeah. You made a good joke earlier when we were talking. I did? About, yeah, about... Uh, about instead of ambulance chasers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now lawyers are going to be like following women making the walk of shame. Yeah, like they're looking for like if, I mean, I'm just basing this entirely off of every 80s movie I've ever seen. But like, it's like if the woman is wearing a short sequin skirt and carrying some strappy high heeled shoes. But it's the morning. Before like, yeah, like before noon. Yeah. Suddenly there's like, yeah, they're chasing her. Her hair's disheveled. Her makeup's not right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm following her. I'm following her. And then I'm going to keep tabs on her for the next six weeks. Yeah, exactly. And see where she, every move she makes. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is, it is an ugliness. It is a blight on society right. and they are, they are getting very clever. Yeah. Uh, that is because now you can't. Who are you going to sue? The government? The government's not the problem. No, oh, they, they didn't do it. They weren't <sighs> the ones c- coming forth with these lawsuits. Although, if the government. So I'm not entirely sure how this works. And maybe somebody who is more up on the law can, can call in or write in and let us know. But somebody's paying the $10,000 bounty. It's Well, no, it's right? it, you sue the, the other person for the $10,000. Oh, the other person's yeah. paying the $10,000. Yeah. Oh, I was unaware of that. I thought that the that the state was somehow coming up with that ten thousand dollars. No, no, no. That's uh, make they're, the they're, women. They're really, they're really trying. And here's the thing, you know, one of the things that we don't do because obviously this show has a very progressive bent to mm-hmm. it. And Frank and I very rarely talk about the human, the personal side of the abortion issue. We talk about it like it's an obvious thing. Yeah. It's an that, issue that, that this that this should be legal. We don't actually talk about why that's obvious, right? And, and well, so, and because it can be varied in so such wide ways. Yeah, I mean, and the most obvious thing is, like, for instance, this Texas law has exactly zero uh, carve outs for women who are raped, for right. women Incest. who are, you know, uh, who's, you know, a. a a 14-year-old girl whose father rapes her yeah, or whatever, she has, she, even she cannot get an abortion. Well, and also I just read today that if you're uh, underage and wanting to get an abortion, you would have to get permission from your parent or guardian anyway. Right. And often if the parent or guardian won't give permission, they have to sue. And there would literally be no time for that girl to sue to have the right to have an abortion and then make the arrangements right, for it. Right, right. The, si- the, six, the six weeks would absolutely be up. 
Like, even if she were so on top of it. Yeah. Which, you know, what teenage girl is going to be that oh on top gosh. of it? Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I mean, I was that teenage girl, honestly. That's true. You. Yeah. You, you... I didn't have an abortion. I ended up... I mean, I have. I have since then had two abortions. Right. But the, the first pregnancy, I actually... I had the baby. Yes, when you were a teenager. When I was a teenager. What and what I'm saying is teenagers can often be very irresponsible and not great at tracking things. And what? Uh, in denial. And, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know where you're getting this from. <laughs> How could that be? Teenagers are the best thinkers of us all. <laughs> right. Well, and here's, so I'm going to kind of sidetrack. And if you want to ask any questions about my abortions, feel free to. But um, I'm going to sidetrack this a little bit and say... To all the people who say, well, she she could just carry the baby to term and have it and put it up for adoption. And that's like, that's the responsible thing to do. And that's the amount that that would disrupt anyone's life, let alone a child, Yeah, is almost insurmountable. It is, it is, yeah, it is a, it's not just a, you just carry it to term and then you get rid of it. Yeah. No, there's so much more that goes into it. There's there's all the doctor's appointments that you have to go to. There's there's discomfort. There's stigma. There's there's so there's many things. damage to your body. There yeah. is a risk of death. Yeah. Oh, there's a huge risk of death, especially if you probably aren't the sort of person who was that responsible to begin with. If you're in a poor part of town right. and you don't have access to good health care, yeah. which Shockingly, in this country, lots of people don't have access to good health care. And I don't hear along with this bill, and we're going to offer free health care to all the women who need it, who are having babies. I don't hear any of that no, going along with this. No, and I, you know, that's one of the things that I do want to get at, is that these people who are going after abortion are not doing it in a way that takes care of anyone. No. Because... In their minds, the main goal isn't stopping abortion. The main goal is punishing women for promiscuity. Oh, 100%. I just had a fight with somebody on Facebook about this. So. And frankly, never punishing men for the same thing. No. Uh, but always, always, we must punish these women for their sinful, dastardly promiscuity really if people wanted to end abortion if that was their true goal then i would just take every like 15 year old boy and give him a vasectomy until he's ready to have a child if he's gonna have a child with a family and then or, or directly after that then have the vasectomy again do it when they're infants rather than when the, you know sure, stop true. stop circumcising everybody and start oh, giving God. them there a, you go. a vasectomy vasectomy at, at at one month old there you go boom problem solved you have solved. solved the abortion problem and then reverse it when it's when you're ready and you're, you're making the decision if you decide to have children yeah exactly although frankly and yeah of course, then, of course, the core, you can already hear the chorus of men going, you can't tell me what to do, do with, with my, my body. body. Yeah. Right. But wait, I thought you want to stop abortions. This will, this will literally stop abortions. Or how about this? Pay for birth control. Yeah. You won't even do that. No. You won't even like yeah. literally call them abortion prevention pills. Totally. And uh, anyway... But it shouldn't. But even that still puts the responsibility on the woman. Yeah, I I kind of really like the vasectomy idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
I, I'm down for it, frankly. Can we start with all of them, with all the Christians? Let's, like, they're yeah, the, they're, they're the, the ones who don't want the abortions to happen. And they're the ones who have too many kids to also. Begin with. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, but I also want to put a face on, because when we talk about abortions, we tend to talk about extremes. We talk about the rape. We talk about the incest. Because those, those are like, it's insane to prevent those women from having Clearly, abortions. they deserve to not, yeah. But also, women should just have access to abortion. Yeah. That is health care. Uh, you've you've already said you've had abortions. Yeah, I, I after I was married and had children. Yeah. So why did you make that choice? So for me, I, it was just I felt like I was in too over my head with the kids that I had, and I wouldn't be able to give them the care that I felt that they needed or I needed. Like this is the thing when you're when you're even if you're not a parent, you're still juggling so many different things and you are literally the only person who can know how much you are capable of and you know for me like it wasn't an accident it wasn't like my birth control failed I think I was between different sorts of birth control Mm. um I never felt like I was really taught well anything to do with birth control. Like, I feel like I wasn't given the, like, wait, (laughs) you are saying that the sex education in Utah did not prepare you properly. It was a little subpar. Like, uh, there were so many different, better options for me than the, than the ones that I was given. And, and I failed them as much as they failed me. And I got pregnant. And then I was like, this is not something I'm capable of doing right now. I already have two kids and I'm not capable right now of having another one. And, it is just, it, to me, the thought that anyone would want to tell a woman, no, you should bring a child into the world into a scenario that you are not prepared for, yeah, where that child will not get the care that you think that that child would deserve should they be brought into the world. Or your other children. Here's the thing, like... You, you, it's not just that baby. It's if the person has other children, you want those kids of yours to have the amount of attention that you can give them too. Yeah. You know, which like if we're talking about families and we're talking about like raising good kids, we want to be able to give them the attention that they deserve. Yeah. And, and the care and the food and the, whatever it is like, yeah, a good, it is so much more important if you're going to raise children to raise them well yeah. than it is to have, like, quality matters much more than quantity. I agree with <laughs> like, you here. That is, this. <laughs> I totally it is, it is insane to think <laughs> that because I know so many people who were raised in Mormon families where they were raised on, you know, and look, I have nothing against welfare to help people. But these families were irresponsibly bringing child after child after child yeah. into the world that they could not afford. And often you're ha- you're bringing so many kids in that like the kids are raising the kids. Yeah, you know it's often the oldest child is helping to raise the other children. Or and whatever. God bless. Like if that's the situation that you need to have happen, we all do what we got to do. But, but give but, people the choice to decide whether that's what they want or don't want. Yeah, plan your families. Yeah. 
it's it is it is so vital. It is so useful. It is so beneficial to society to have kids that were raised, that were wanted, that were loved, mm-hmm. that were that were treated well. Yeah. Uh, and well cared for. And we have the resources for whether that be family resources or community resources. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it is, uh, it, it's beyond necessary. It is, you know, and, you know, the, we, could, we could even get into the whole thing about women's health and how yeah. so many women are like put at very high risk every time if yeah. they were to get pregnant. Totally. And it's so much safer to just get an abortion. There are, for every scenario, like every scenario is different. You could have 3,000 women come on the show and tell you their their stories. And I've actually gone to events because this is an issue that means a lot to me because yeah. I feel like it really did it did help me in my life. And it's it's just really important to me. And so I've been to events where I've met with other women who have had abortions and we've all read our stories and, and spoken to each other about them. And there sounds like a ball. <laughs> It actually was. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of great to see like for some people this is a big a, like an emotional issue for others like me it's not as an emotional of an issue for me. Like I felt like I, I felt good about my decision from the beginning. Like the issue is emotional. The issue is emotional. My own story was just like I felt so good about like I felt like I was doing the right thing yeah. for me. And you went in and you had yeah. you had the abortion and you you yeah. never wait, are you what? saying? <gasps> That you didn't cry in anguish <laughs> over this decision to no, have an abortion. I didn't. Oh. Although I did meet with women who did. And that's fine. Yeah. And it's like it runs the gamut. Yeah. Like there it's you just can't imagine like this the different sorts of struggles that people go through. Right. And we just have to respect their decisions. Well, and it's I think I think if nothing else. What what becomes like so clear is that these politicians, they're not listening to women's stories. Oh no, they're not. They are going out of their way to make sure that they never hear those stories. Actually, though, I have to interject. There is a really cool thing here. I can't remember. There's a representative, and he's actually a Republican, who who put this together. He's bringing women in. He actually is super pro-choice, and he's bringing people in to talk to legislators about why. I mean, I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind, but he really want, wants to have them hear women's stories, and I just think that's amazing. Well, I think it's a lot like sort of you know the gay rights movement or the uh, the atheist movement. I think women need to start telling their stories out loud yeah. to anyone who, to, to their family members. Yeah, it's so, there's such a stigma to it. It's so shameful. It's so looked down upon yeah. that I, and I don't know what the statistics are for the number of women who gets get abortions every year, but it's huge. We need to just realize it's another medical necessity, and you know? And a very normal, very natural thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, look, I don't think everybody should tell their stories to their families because, because there's very real social danger there and possibly physical danger. Totally. So uh, you need to make the choice for yourself, but anyone who feels like they can safely at all tell their story, we need to start telling these stories. Yeah. We need to normalize it. We need to support each other. Because it can't just be that like these people are allowed to continue in their belief because their belief is that it's just 
some that all abortions, 100% of abortions, uh-huh. are some slut yeah. who wants to keep on Who's, having reckless sex. She's sleeping around with every guy, and she's and just, totally irresponsible. And, and just yeah. worshiping Satan and yep. killing babies and, and killing stuff. Babies. And, and you, like, I wonder how many of those Republican legislators <laughs> paid for somebody's abortion once. Oh. Like, what percentage? Like, at least 47%. It's... it's <laughs> It's definitely high. It's high. You you know that a lot of these guys have yeah. uh, have done it, and now they're railing again. I mean, any time it's projection, right? Yeah. Anytime somebody rails that hard against something, yeah. something's going on. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. I I think we've cracked it. I think we've solved yeah. the problem here. We, we have. I mean, it's my. I solved it with the vasectomies. Remember? Yeah, that's right. I solved it. Man, I'm on board. Uh, I, I like that idea. Oh, all of you people in Texas, my heart goes out to you. I I, I don't know if well, I it's coming, offer... it's coming here next. Like yeah, our, it probably our, is. Our state's, you know, Oklahoma's going to do it. This whole South is going to do it. Utah's been trying to do things yeah, like this Yeah, so for I guess time. we better, like, start saving our money because we're going to be paying a lot of $10,000 bills for telling women to well, get abortions. I mean, you know, write to your federal congressperson and your yeah. federal... Uh, your, you know, your, yeah. your senators and just say, we need a federal law yeah. legalizing this thing. We can't, this, we can't just futz around state by state on this thing no. anymore. No. Anyway, uh, you listeners out there are all probably smarter than I am on this subject. Maybe you don't have Kate beat, but you got me beat. If you have any input that you'd like to add to this conversation, uh, mostly women, please feel free to write into us podcast at thank God I'm atheist.com. We'd also love to hear your voice. Yeah, can they reach out to me directly if they've wanted to talk? Or is that, like, weird? Uh, you know what? Here's what you do. You write into us, and if you want to talk to Kate and uh, and 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 share experiences with her, we'll forward your stuff on to her. Or have questions about it. Or, or if you have any questions, yeah. please uh, feel free. That's lovely of you, Kate. Yeah. Um, you can also call in and leave a voicemail, 424-666-TGIA. That's... 8442, I think. Anyway, uh, that's the number to call to leave a voicemail. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. Thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. I'm so glad that I got to join you today. And thank you, dear Kate, for coming on the show. We sure do appreciate that. My pleasure. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.